0: Welcome! So good you could join us again for a grasp of history podcast with uh, Dougie, Dougie Rattle, my loving friend.
1: Hello, hello, Hugh, and of course Hugh Canard, there, my my sworn nemesis in facts from the past.
0: <laughs> One of us has to be right, you know. Can't help ourselves, can we? Uh, so, so this week, uh, what are we talking about this week?
1: Uh, well, I understand we're going to be talking about pirates, which awful. is something that is your specialist subject, is it not?
0: Well, I just like their hair. I've always had a thing for men with cascading locks.
1: And uh, and pirates have them in a bow, don't they? I absolutely adore them. Uh, pirates have very long hair and beards to match. And as you know, I've, I've lost my hair when I was 17 in that wind accident. So, you know, as a result, it's particularly bittersweet to see so many hirsute men uh, throughout history. I mean, I don't think I would have lasted five minutes in there. In the, what period are we talking about? For the benefit of our listeners, could you just... um. Could you just tell us what period we're going to cover? Because pirates is a very broad term. I mean, you could go up as recently as, you know, taping things off the television in the 80s. You know, piracy was a crime then, as it was centuries before.
0: Well, you see, piracy is is actually anything bad that happens at sea. So, I mean, one could argue that just blowing a simple raspberry at somebody in a canoe uh, on a beach could be uh, counted as uh, piracy. It is just crime at sea. So uh, obviously that's happened ever since the first man uh, went for a paddle uh, and then was rude to a chum. So uh, so for the purpose of this, uh, we'll be uh, concentrating... Well, I was hoping really actually to start with the classics, you know.
1: One thing I want to make sure throughout this entire episode is that we separate fact from fiction. It is our duty as historians, because there are fictitious pirates, as we know there is, of course arguably the most famous, being um, in Scottish author Robert Louis Stevenson's timeless classic, Treasure Island, which was written in 1883. It tells of the young lad Jim Hawkins, who gets involved with uh, larger-than-life rum coves with iconic pirate names such as Billy Bones, Black Dog, uh, Captain Flint, and, of course, Long John Silver. Um, And Long John Silver, if you recall, uh, Louis Stevenson points out in one chapter is called that because of his particular preference for thermal underwear all year round um, and I think that's exceptionally uh, fine attention to detail because this period it was very cold at night wasn't it oh very cold very even cold in the West Indies right yeah. Um, yeah but of course there is no evidence for Long John Silver's existence there is no evidence
0: I understand he was actually based on um ugly Frank Tumming who uh, who actually had his leg missing but still had his foot so he had wooden leg a fleshy foot it was uh, Which is a, marvel,
1: a marvel of modern science. I oh,
0: think. yeah. Well, they could do that back then. I mean, we've lost a lot of things
1: with, uh, with National Health Service and medicine. Now, well, the, go on, go on. The, the place where the treasure is supposed to be buried in, 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 in Treasure Island is, is a place called Skeleton Island. Um, uh, and, and, and now, the, correct me if I'm wrong, but there is absolutely no evidence that uh, Skeleton Island exists in the West Indies.
0: No, no, not in the West Indies or the East Indies, any of the Indies, actually. I don't
1: think there is a, a, a skeleton island. No, no. What about the, what about the South Indies?
0: Uh, it could be there. could be there. I haven't heard of it there. But might be. might be. I haven't looked. I can't look for every island, after all.
1: Okay. Uh, what,
0: well, look, uh, while we're talking about islands, I mean, this, let's talk about why the pirates of the golden age of piracy. Which is, when it, When is the golden age of pirates? Well, that's 1700, 1725, around the 1700s, you know, that.
1: So the um, first quarter of the 18th century, the 1700s. Yes,
0: yes. yes Q one. Okay. Q one yes. 1700. Yeah, or five o'clock as some of us call it. So, uh, so obviously in the 1500s, most of Europe got a little bored with their cooking, and so they needed spice. They need salt. We can't. We can't just be doing with Kent salt. And they and they all buggered off all over all corners of the world. They went looking for. Um, Things to add to uh, their, their painfully plain dishes, uh, and they found
1: so we're, we're talking saffron, turmeric, uh, marjoram, um, nutmeg, 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 nutmeg. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. kale. No, that's not a spice, that's a leaf, isn't it?
0: No, no, yeah. Well, it's sort of a friend of cabbage, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So, uh, and so they went off and they found gold. Luckily, they found ink and gold, they found uh, silver. In Bolivia. Bolivia's still there, actually, some of that sort of. Uh And they also uh, went looking for mercury as well, which they injected into their syphilitic penises. Uh, not for fun. Uh Although mercury did poison them, it did make their penises feel better.
1: I expect that their penises may have felt significantly better, but the rest of them must have felt pretty, pretty bally-off. Pretty wretched. Yeah, pretty wretched. Uh, they found tobacco, also quite bad for one. Uh French Now, drink. here's the thing, here's the thing. Now, a lot of people associate tobacco with francis drake and walter raleigh these 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 raleigh raleigh sorry it's raleigh now i i i we've decided it... yeah yeah
0: raleigh's a bicycle darling raleigh he
1: was a seven seas chap okay so francis drake uh, walter raleigh they all went and brought back these things were they pirates well
0: one could say yes uh, because they were uh, Francis Drake, he 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 decided to circumnavigate the globe, uh, which means travel all the way right? And uh, and uh, what's her name? Well, Queen Elizabeth the first, not not the the last one. Uh, Queen Elizabeth the first whispered to him before he left, "Do some piracy, would you, old oh boy?" And he did. He was very good at it, actually. Uh, they called him uh, Le Drac. In uh, in on the continent, uh, which meant the dragon. Which, so his name actually lent itself to a wonderful uh, nickname. Um, I think in uh, in Russia, Drak means a pencil case, and so he, he wouldn't have been quite as threatening uh, as a pirate uh, in Russian seas. But uh, around them, around uh, the Atlantic, the Pacific, and other seas, the dragon was feared.
1: There. Well, yes, yes, I can imagine it would have struck a terror in the heart of any seafaring innocent. I, I have to get this this quite right now. He was what's called a privateer. Is that correct? That's right, that a privateer. Now, now, can you distinguish for me and for the benefits of, of of the listeners the difference between a pirate and a privateer? Of course, of course, happy to, happy to. So, so there's a buccaneer. Okay, now the a buccaneer, buccaneers.
0: Right. They, uh they used a French. A wooden barbecue which sounds quite impractical, but there we go. Called a bucken, and so these French uh, chaps uh, who ran around with cutlasses, which are short swords, they are uh, they were called buccaneers. Then there were the musketeers; they had muskets, which is a type of pistol, uh, and so they were called musketeers. And then you've got the privateers, and they were called privateers because of their privates. See, so they were chosen because of their privates, and then they were given an Letters of Mark, which basically said you can get anything you want, really, as long as they're against Great Britain.
1: OK. Oh, I see. So basically, they were given carte blanche, if you no no the French. Yeah, well, the French were the enemy at that at uh, that time, actually, Dougie. Sorry, that's a bit silly.
0: Um, no, letters of Mark. OK. Uh, and so they'd go off. Who and, was Mark? Uh, probably some nice chap with, with good privates, I should think. OK,
1: OK, OK.
0: And so, uh, and so, unfortunately, because uh, this was happening around the Caribbean, they were raiding people for their, uh, for their tobacco and and their potatoes and their nutmeg and their cinnamon and their two pints of milk and their frazzles, their coffee filters and the nit shampoo for the twit. Oh, sorry, I've got the wrong list there. Uh, never mind, never mind. Yeah. Um, because they were raiding these uh, Spanish and French ships so far from home, they didn't know when we'd stopped actually fighting the uh, French and Spanish. Uh, well, that Spanish was
1: that was that was the fantastic thing, of course, because it was before such inventions as the telegraph, the telephone, or the pigeon. And as a result, they had no idea if the war had ended. So I suppose they just carried on until they were dead or, or at least very, very tired. Yeah, exactly. Well, the funny thing is, Dougie, there were like brief
0: windows, like sort of long weekends where we weren't fighting either the French or the Spanish in the 1700s. We, we had quite a boisterous relationship, you know. And it's mm. some, it's, it's, sometimes it was just shouting at each other. Um, but but it could escalate into full-on, like, bashing. And, uh, yeah, so... so so, and if at any point, even if you had a letter of Mark and you decided to attack the French, all the Spanish, all the Portuguese, all the Dutch, then you are no longer a privateer; you're a pirate. You see, and that's the difference. You could have a letter of Mark, but you could only really attack and steal from from the Portuguese and all these buggers.
1: When... Oh, I see. So, so, if I if I was uh, had a letter letter from this Mark chap, mm. and I was in a boat and I was uh, stealing from, say, uh, a, a Spanish galleon. That's fine. But if I was to uh, commandeer... As long as we are at war with them, yes. Yes, exactly. So, Sorry, let me clarify, please. Um, So if I was at war with Spain at the time and I commandeered a Spanish galleon in the name of the king, um, then it's perfectly kosher. But if I was to attack a very small dinghy filled with five Welsh people, then I'd become a pirate.
0: Yeah, if we're not at war with the Welsh... Then they will you'll they'll be elsewhere. You'll be
1: a pirate. Yes, that's right. Okay, so that. Thank you for clarifying that. A pirate is basically someone who's just doing his own thing. Yes, exactly. Not so much a contractor. Who uh, who are the people who got letters from Mark? Okay, so leaving Mark aside, we have to talk about the iconography because it, it's it's not just Hollywood that has cemented this in in the in the public consciousness. I mean, we talk about you know the hook for the hand. The uh, the the peg leg, and of course uh, the the Jolly Roger flag. So I suppose we should go through those one at a time. So the, the hook for a hand—that's that's entirely just because of Captain Hook in 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 in, in J M Batty's Peter Pan, is it not? Uh, yeah, he actually started. Uh, he used to hang curtains for a living. See,
0: and the hook came in really 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 useful when he was hanging like the heavy curtains they had in seventeenth century. Drapes. And then. And drapes right, indeed, and uh, and so as he uh, as he moved into uh, privateering and then pirating, uh, the hook actually took on a much more sinister
1: meaning for him. Was it adaptable? I mean, could he unscrew that and put like a bottle opener on? Uh, I think he was actually quite good at whisking, um, double cream, single
0: cream, any sort of cream. He could thicken up really quite quickly um, with his attachable uh, whisk. Uh, very strong uh, forearms and elbows. You see, most pirates did.
1: We would make him a formidable enemy. I wouldn't like to fight him. He was going to be called Captain Whisk, actually, but uh, he, he, they laughed at him, especially the Welsh. And so, uh, yeah, uh, he did Okay, well, and, okay. So that's that. So, outside of Captain Hook, who was fictitious, we'll put we'll put him in a in a folder alongside um, Long John Silver. But the, the peg leg thing that was Long John Silver too. So basically, it seems to be that all the fictitious pirates were totally ill equipped to commandeer a major seafaring vessel due to a severe disability if i was you know one of his men on the crew you know and and this pirate sort of hobbled towards me with a with he's got one eye he's got a hook for a hand and he's got a peg leg and an indecipherable cornish accent i i wouldn't feel too comfortable so to to clarify the real pirates i mean we're talking blackbeard um uh, William Kidd, David Kidd Jensen, uh, Anne Bonny, uh, Calico Jack, Teddy Rumsfeld. Don't forget the hairy cornflake. All of these guys, terrible, started off in piracy.
0: Obviously, uh, one pirate that we do love is the uh, venerable Captain John Peel. There's something I need to pull you up on, though, actually. something I need to pull you up on.
1: Oh, yes, here we go. Uh, What have I I done now?
0: (laughs) Well, it's that Cornish accent that you quote. Actually, Uh, actually, that was a lot more likely to be the smugglers around the Cornish coast, see. Um, It was Robert Newton who played Long John Silver in the the 1950s movie. uh, And he put on a stupid accent, like a fool... Uh, on uh, based on his uh, brethren in Cornwall, because that's where he grew up, and so he put on like that. He straight talking
1: like that. He did. So pirates didn't come all from the same small Cornish town like Tintagel or, no. or Michael's Mount.
0: No, funny enough, uh, uh, all, awful lot of uh, Welsh pirates, and I and uh, I asked why? Why were there so many Welsh pirates? And uh, it's because they didn't really like mining. They didn't enjoy it, the Welsh. And so uh, they decided to go
1: see Of course. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Fascinating.
0: So you're more likely to have a Welsh uh, accent than a Cornish accent if a man with a wooden leg stops you on
1: the sea. Now, I did my own research about Captain Kidd. Captain Kidd was a very, very, very uh, prolific thief. Um, He stole silk, opium, iron, muslins, muslims, 50 cannons, silver, gold, all from uh, the Kedar merchant ship uh, in 1698, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was fleeing from the British government. He set sail uh, west uh, via Gardener's Island. I'm not sure if that's because there were a lot of gardeners there. We don't know.
0: I I think that was the family of Titchwashes. Many oh yes
1: that's right uh, yes. the titchmarsh yeah. dynasty yes uh, yeah. um but but, I, but apparently according to to the tale with the permission of the proprietor mrs titchmarsh uh, captain Kidd buried some of his treasure in a ravine on gardener's island and uh, when Kidd was imprisoned and mrs um, titchmarsh was ordered to deliver the treasure as evidence apparently uh, she returned with only a quarter of of what was expected. Oh, cheeky little tits Yes, exactly. And, Hugh, it is believed that Kid's haul from the Kader Merchant uh, was 400 times, and some treasure hunters are still to this day looking for the rest of Kid's buried treasure. Oh, so exciting. How exciting. Of course, Kid, Kid didn't have any, he, he, he met a rather grisly fate, didn't he? Oh yeah,
0: that was uh, execution dock in Wapping,
1: Yeah. Uh, that... Ah, now execution dock in Wapping. Mm. That's a fascinating little bit of history. So what happened? Well, I did so well, kid died there, did he?
0: Well, no, no, he just went a little bit too far, and one day killed a man with a bucket, and uh, that was just,
1: that was just, just awful, awful. That's a shame. There are so many wonderful ways to dispatch someone. Oh, yeah. Uh, with a cutlass or walk the plank. Um, and he and he and he killed someone with a bucket. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, and so he was sentenced with. I mean, uh, that's
1: beyond the pale, isn't it? Oh, very good, Dougie. Very good, Dougie. Oh, no, stop it. It's, it's a little try.
0: So, uh, so he uh, he he was charged with uh, disappointment, um, and uh, so uh, they hung his body on display at the execution dock in Wapping for all the other pirates see. Unfortunately, all the other pirates were in the Caribbean and they weren't in uh, East London or Wapping, and so they didn't see him at all. Um, but I think they all nevertheless stayed clear of any sort of bucket-related injuries. Or...
1: Now, Hugh, you know I love a pub, and am I right in thinking that, that there is a gibbet that, that outside a pub in Wapping? You remember, you know, when we went there, One we had that, that stag weekend with that man you met. You mean the black cap? Is that what it's called, the black cap? The, maybe, well, well, the prospect of Whitby. The prospect of Whitby that's it, you know the prospect of Whitby, Whitby which is not in Whitby, because Whitby's in Yorkshire, well
0: no, yeah, well, yeah, it's the prospect of it they were they were like promising if you get drunk enough, you can
1: imagine you're in yorkshire I, I think that's where that's ah yes, whopping Wall of course that's the one you see it's it's one of London's oldest riverside pubs, and it dates back to fifteen twenty which is in the middle of the afternoon and um and and and, and, and apparently. There's a gibbet outside, isn't there, where people were hung? I don't know. It was, it was smugglers, thieves, and pirates were often there, um, as well as uh, sundries such as Dickens, uh, Peeps, um, and uh, and Sable. And I believe that it just still has this this history just oozes up from the from the dark wooden beams. It does ooze.
0: I, there's another pub that we used to frequent uh, in our drinking days. Uh, well, the Pillars of Hercules. I don't even remember it. No, it oh, somewhere. on
1: Greek Street. Somewhere in the uh, Yes, 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 yes. yes. Now, tell me about that. Now, the Pillars of Hercules is a, is a pirate reference, is it not? Well,
0: yes. Well, yes. So, Pillars of Hercules is where the Gibraltar Straits opened up from the Mediterranean into the Atlantic, you see. There's a little alleyway for ships, a ship alley. And, uh,. So that was called by the Greeks and many others the Pillars of Hercules.
1: Because Which is once... ironic because the Greeks, of course, called
0: him Heracles, didn't they? Well, I, I think just somebody sneezed and, and somebody took that took that seriously. Um, so, yeah, once they went beyond the Pillars of Hercules, then uh, then they got a little worried because uh, there was nothing there in the Atlantic until you got all the way to the Caribbean America. But, uh, funny enough, the, the Pillars of Hercules also... Relates to the dollar sign, you know, the S and the two lines. Relates to the pillars of Hercules, the two lines, the pillars of Hercules. And the S is not an S, actually. It's, uh, it signifies that the Spanish had places to live in the North and South Hemisphere. Hence the dollar sign. Beyond the pillars of Hercules, the Spanish Empire reigns. Reign. fascinating, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. i I mean I just it's I'm so glad we got round to doing pirates uh, this 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 episode Hugh because there's so much buried treasure if you will to uh. to, to, to unearth and and, and pour over with our grubby little mitts <laughs> We were going to talk about the Jolly Roger, yeah, yeah. Um, oh. The the famous flag, the skull and crossbones. La jolie oh.
0: rouge. La jolie oh, oh, I.
1: Uh, now either you just had a bit too much to drink, or you're <laughs> trying your French accent again.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, that so, was actually French. That wasn't that. That wasn't an accent actually. Okay, no. So t- tell me about the, the Jolly Roger. La jolie rouge. Is uh it's it's uh it means a pretty red because um because the pirates actually uh they had they had a couple of flags. They had one with a skeleton on holding a heart, which uh I, I mean I don't think how you could really see that far away. I think that's why they started using uh binoculars and um and what are they called? Periscopes? Um just a pair so they of uh, Periscopes. So they right. could um so they could actually look at um look at each other's flags. And what the pirates would do, they wouldn't put a flag up, because obviously, if they said, "Hey, I'm a pirate," everyone just ran away. So they wouldn't put a flag up. And the natural curiosity of uh, ancient explorers would go, "Who's that?" And they'd, and they'd sail on over. Then they'd wrench up their flag, and it would either be the skeleton with the heart, or the jolly Rouge, which is uh, uh, which is pretty red. And they had a red flag, and the flag would go up, and the people would go, "Oh no, we've made a terrible mistake." And uh, and then the pirates would attack them, and uh, kill them, uh,
1: and hurt them. See, I had wondered because it's it. I always it always struck me as rather peculiar because you know you wouldn't want to advertise. You I mean if you put this in modern day terms, you, you wouldn't if you were a burglar, you wouldn't drive around in a in a white Bedford rascal with the words burglar written on the side, you know, would you? And 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 the number to call to arrest you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, there was a risk on the pirate side too, because they didn't actually know what the other ships were carrying, generally, and uh, they had smaller ships and than the big boys, the galleons, carrying um, gold and silver, and sometimes they couldn't actually manage to carry heavy things, and uh, so they were after, like, just the spices, but they did like rum. And uh, Madeira
1: wine. They like to uh, take that to Madeira wine from Portugal, of course. Now, for the benefit of our listeners, um, Madeira wine, what is that?
0: Well, that's that's dearer than other wine. Uh, it's not the cheaper wine, it's Madeira wine. Uh, so if somebody comes around you and impress them, you say, tonight we're going to have Madeira wine. They, uh,
1: but they, they also love their rum, the pirates. Everyone knows they love their rum, uh, which they drank as grog. I, now, this is interesting. Before you tell me what it is, don't spoil it, because I have I have been doing a little bit research about grog. Oh. And there have been many myths about what grog is a combination of. Um, some people think it's a combination of uh, wine and ale. Um, some people think it is a combination of water and iron brew. Um, there are others who believe it is a combination of blood, sweat, and tears. I love that band. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, and, 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 and 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 yet this is all just complete inaccuracy, isn't it? By by by, by cod salesman. Well, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not only inaccurate; it's wrong. Okay, well, so what was it
0: said? Enlightenment. Uh, so so it was a mix of limes to fight mm-hmm. scurvy, which was uh, like a, a, a type of illness, and um, and rum to fight sobriety, which is so another, it was basically
1: type a very primitive mojito.
0: Yes, precisely, precisely. Um, but that, the funny thing is, I mean, you've heard uh, other people call the British limies, haven't you? We were called. Yes, limeys. I remember when
1: I was uh, when I was on holiday with my son in uh, in Menorca, and someone very crudely shouted at us, "Look at look at those limeys go," as we were leaving. And and my son was really quite upset, and I didn't quite know um, whether to console him or to explain at length where the term came from. Well, next time, turn to the boy, and just
0: say it's all right. He just means you don't have scurvy. Because the limes stop the scurvy, you see. And so we went everywhere with them. Everywhere we went, people saw our limes. And they went, oh, here are those limey people again. And so we we ended up being called limeys. Whereas the Spanish were called orangies. French were called the plumies. uh, And then the Portuguese were called slimies. Which uh, they didn't like much at all, as you can imagine. And where does gin and tonic fit into this? So, tonic has quinine quinine which is very good against malaria and uh and so the tonic helped uh the quinine and the tonic helped fight off this uh malaria and obviously they couldn't have tonic on their own they had gin with it because as you know until about uh 1978 uh it was illegal to drink anything that didn't have alcohol in it
1: uh in
0: in most of the british isles i think
1: mm, yes i remember it was um it was the queen reluctantly allowed that lord come into pass didn't she because you know she liked to drink particularly a gin and tonic and and her mother well i mean you say what you like about the queen mother but she was pickled wasn't she effectively well,
0: i i think actually she she genuinely was they just pulled her out of a giant pickle bottle and stood her up in pubs uh, where she pretend where they uh, moved her arm to pretend to uh, pump
1: you know yes i've seen that photograph A
0: marvelous photo. the pumping Pumping Queen Mother, Pumping Queen Mother, it's wonderful, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is, and I think I've seen many facsimiles of it throughout the land in pubs. But the, the original one is is actually in in the in the Prospect of Whitby, I think.
0: Yeah, so, I, I think it, yes, yes. I think it's a tapestry there. Isn't
1: it? Yes, I think so. I think it's, it's woven. Um, now, Hugh, we've danced around it, but let's talk about the pirate in the room. The most famous pirate, and I need you to confirm. Uh, whether or not this this person is real.
0: You mean Captain
1: Captain Frankie Bobo? Is Frankie Bobo a real...? Don't know. No, I'm, uh, of course, talking about Edward Teach, Ah. always known as Blackbeard. Blackbeard. Now, Blackbeard was a real historical figure.
0: Well, in his time, he was just a figure, of course, Uh, but a terrifying one, lighting Mm. his own beard... Uh, when he when they were attacking ships, which I, I I have to admit, I I mean I mean as soon as I could grow a bit, I lit it uh, just mm. just to see if the girls of uh, of, uh, of Oxfordshire would uh, would find me a little more um,
1: ingratiating with a smouldering whisker. But Teach wasn't doing that to try and you know uh, seduce. No, he wasn't. He was doing it to intimidate. Surely.
0: Uh, yes, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I, I did get a little confused in my student days, because uh, I was, I was filling myself with history, you know. Yes. Um, well, I, easily done. I was doing the same. And mm. uh, so uh, Blackbeard, yeah, he, he, he besieged Charleston. You know. Um, what, well,
1: the dance. Uh, no, no. He besieged Charleston. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it, I, so I interrupted. I do apologise. It, it's a time. In uh, the former,
0: uh, the former Yugoslavia, no, the former colony known as America, um, and uh, and yeah, he besieged it until they gave him a large chest of medicine. Which what was uh, the medicine? I think it was um, uh, coughlinks. Uh, what's it called? Uh, saint some Uh something for a chesty, chesty cough.
1: Saint so uh, Benelin, of course, is the patron saint of um, of of asthma,
0: known as wheezy.
1: Yes. To uh, the other saints
0: that he was chums with. At the time um yeah they gave then then they gave him a large chest of med- med- large chest of medicine uh, I think it was called a large chest of medicine for because it was for the Chestikov. um and and then he buggered off with his fleet of four pirate ships
1: um and uh, was a Russian dissident, wasn't he i
0: think- I think he was, yes, with no wood on his person at all, just worn like a yeah. swaddling cloak um and then uh, Blackbeard, he felt a bit bad after uh, after taking on Towson. and um, and he asked for a pardon and got one. Which uh,
1: is it really that was it really that easy? You just asked for a pardon?
0: Yeah, he may have, he may have tricked them and done a large belch or something near uh, some sort of senator or mayor or you know somebody with responsibility, and uh, or maybe he whispered just to elicit no, just a pardon, and and then he goes right, that's it. Everyone go, we've been pardoned, and then he it off.
1: Uh, but that wasn't the end, was it, for Mr Teach, was it? That wasn't the end. No, that was the middle. That was more the middle. He, I mean, he, he captured
0: more than 30 ships in his career. 30. Wow. I don't know what he did with them, to be honest. I think he may have made, like, a children's playground.
1: That would make sense, wouldn't it? Well, I, I think so. I mean, it's nice to give it back. It is. Um, but But am I right in thinking that he didn't turn his back on piracy? No, no,
0: no. He uh he, he wasn't very popular and even after his pardon there was some chap in Virginia called Spotswood who I uh, didn't think Blackbeard had just given up. So he sent uh, a ship called the Ranger. Fantastic name. That's isn't a it? wonderful Fantastic name. Fantastic name. Along with a ship called Jane, um and, and Amanda and um Emily and uh Sarah and uh, this fleet of uh, little girls' names. Uh, took
1: on Queens I suppose uh, you could say uh, that was a maiden voyage couldn't you Oh yes. jolly good <laughs> jolly good Dougie. uh
0: the ranger was destroyed but uh the jane was uh was able to uh was able to trick um uh, trick women they came alongside and he turned to them and he screamed down nation seize my soul if i give you quarters or
1: take any from you where was he from i uh, he was from uh not wales Funnily enough, it is considered that people think he was born um, in uh, in Bristol, so he would have actually had a West Country accent. Oh, the irony! So, oh, yeah. so
0: damnation seize my soul if I give you quarters or I take any from you. Oh, that, that very, good, very good, That's big. very seductive, isn't it? Oh, very. Yes. So uh, he shouted that at the Jane, and uh, and uh, when he says, uh, "If I give you quarters." He doesn't mean bedrooms, by the way. He, he he means, like, I won't give you any space at all. Not bedrooms, not a kitchen, uh, or even... ensuite. suite. No, never an en suite. He means nothing at all. So, um, damnation Nation myself, if I give you any space whatsoever, I won't even give you an en suite or take anything from you. Um, and, so, uh, and so the crewmen of the Jane, they, they hid. They hid downstairs. And uh, when the uh, people on the Queen Anne's Revenge, which was uh, a black bit ship, saw that nobody was on the Jane, they didn't think perhaps they're hiding downstairs. They thought, oh, they've all gone. So they pulled the revenge alongside. They boarded the ship. And suddenly, from downstairs, up came all the crewmen and had a big fight for about six minutes, apparently. And uh, and they beat all of the uh, Revenge's pirates. And uh, Blackbeard was then stabbed 20 times and shot five times. Uh, and this all happened at uh, Ocracoke Island, which I think is lovely. And Okrakoki, which I think is where the Hokey Cokey actually got its name as well. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm getting off. Uh, stabbed 20 times, shot five times. Uh, and then uh, they chopped off his head just in case he was faking. And then they hung it on the front of the Jane.
1: That's rather gruesome totem of a victory hard-fought and hard-won.
0: Well, it got more gruesome, actually, because uh, once they got bored of it just banging against the side of the boat, uh, they sealed the head in silver and uh, they drank their uh, Horlicks and cocoa from it. Uh, I think I, it, was, it was utterly detached. They didn't have to carry the whole torso round before taking a sip. Uh, it was just the head. Um, but yeah, and then uh, I think they lost it. In a bar in uh, Port Royal or Nassau or one of the places they liked to hang out.
1: Yes, they did actually have a base, the pirates used to hang out in, in in the Caribbean, wasn't it?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, called the Caribbean because of the Caribs, uh, which were the uh, the the tribe that lived there. Um, obviously, as soon as they met um, Europeans, they they caught cold and, and most of them died. Uh, because we successfully, I mean, we exported many things to the Europeans: there was slavery. Uh, genocide, um, colds and germs, um, and so yeah, they was named after the Caribs, not, not of whom not many are left. Uh, but oh, actually, now now of it, they were also known as the uh, uh, that that's supposed to be the basis of cannibals. You see, uh, Caribals is uh, is what they were originally called um, because obviously they were naked, not believing in pants. I mean, they'd wear a shirt or a vest on their tops, nothing below. And so uh, the, when the Europeans saw them, they go, oh, caribals, and, um, and then because they had this surplus of spice, but not very many pigs or lambs or beefs, um, they, would, uh, they would eat any Europeans they saw, which probably is actually how they caught these awful germs, uh, with the spices. Uh, they'd add the turmeric and uh, the nutmeg. Uh, and they called, uh, I'm sure you've heard this, They've, they called the Europeans long pigs because they tasted like long pigs. Um, they also called them Spicy Michael's. Um, paprika, peets, um, uh I think there was a, a juicy Amanda. They uh, they did that, which had uh, some shallots. Yeah, and and uh, but eventually they were wiped out from overeating Europeans and catching something terrible.
1: And that's probably why there aren't many cannibals today in your average uh, high street. No, know? no. I um, I
0: think I think there was a recipe for a, a juicy Amanda in um, in one of the early uh, cookbooks um, by, oh, uh, some chap with hair.
1: Well, I think that that's a wonderful place to end it. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm pleased that, that today, Hugh, you have basically uh, tackled the myth that a pirate is neither a, a, a jolly rogue or a horrific rapist, um, and just somewhere in between, sort of like a jolly rapist. Oh, and, and you know, and and, and and I, I thank you for for dispelling so many myths and enlightening me at the same time. I certainly won't look at uh won't look at a, a cutlass in the same way again. Um, and uh, when I grow my beard, which is, and you know, I do when we get to the we're sailing uh, every every New Year, as is my want, I may this year um, set fire to it, and I'll be thinking of not only you but of course Edward Teach. Black. Oh,
0: I i think you should. I mean, let's leave on this. Damnation seize my soul if I give you on street bathrooms or take any from you, Dougie.
1: And I think that is a perfect way to end. So um remember, of course, if you like what you've heard, uh then uh like and subscribe. Uh we're on all the streaming services, um, and on the internet and on the I think we're on the dark web now. I'm not quite sure why we chose to do that, but um, And subscribers, of course, to the fan club will get uh, uh, explicit photographs. So, um, that's all from us. Uh, You know, I've been Douglas Rattle, And I've been Hugh Knoll. And until next time, splice the main brace and set sail. Up yours. This podcast was produced, written and performed by Adrian McKinder and James Devonshire with music by Mike Jones. If you enjoyed what you heard and you would like to hear some more, you can hear some more where you found this one. Thank you.